Well, hello, everybody. This is Iris, your favourite pastor. I keep saying this, don't I? But I know that I am, because I keep coming back, because I miss you. That makes you my favourite people. How about that? We're a family. And we've got in our virtual studio today, again, our lovely lady, Florence. Hi, Florence. Hi. Hi, everybody. Good to be here again. I like your hat. I mean, for anybody that can't see what we can see, because we're doing this on Zoom, Florence has got this lovely purple scarf and a hat with a bottle on the top. And is that because your central heating is off again? <laughs> oh, look at that. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. These, these listeners and the pastor Iris is because it's cold. Yes. And I'm just making sure I remain warm. That's right. That's all. She's mm -hmm. very warm. She's glowing. <laughs> and I've just taken my blanket off because my office has got a, a little piece on it that comes out over the front porch. And that makes it quite a cold room, especially around my feet. So mm. uh, there you go. But we're warm yeah. up. When we're talking about the Lord, we get very warm. Mm. We were just wow. talking about Colossians. Um, we we're looking at chapter one, verse ten, to kick off with, because you know mm. we can do it with all this thing that's going on with the pandemic, with the world upside down, with oh people just getting so aggressive and doing all those strange, awful things in America. Mm. The capital and you know causing problems like that mm. 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 and if people would just step back and remember that God is God and I think you know I honestly think when you look back I don't know what that is plonking but I think it is the the WhatsApp app which is rather a shame let me just see if I can close that okay okay now um, yeah, with, with 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 all of these things, you know, God did actually withdraw. He didn't speak to um, Israel for 400 years <laughs> because of all the things that they were getting up to and just weren't listening. You know, <laughs> we could be very well in one of those situations right now and God wants our attention and he's jolly well got it as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but Paul, let me just read that verse again. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So that's one, that's the, the first chapter of Colossians, verse 10. And Paul had never personally been to Colossae. But he had heard about them. And what he had heard was very encouraging. He had heard... And when you look at verse four, it will sort of tell you that, that they had a strong faith in Christ and that they loved their fellow believers. He had heard too that they were filled with heavenly hope in verse five. Mm. That their witness for Christ was bearing fruit. And they yeah. knew the grace of God in truth in verse six. Mm -hmm. It shows them that he is praying for them that they will continue to grow in their knowledge of God, in wisdom and strength, and in patience and joy. And, you know, as, as you can scan um, 
optically with a machine, you can also scan the pages of, of this letter that Paul has written. And the name and person of Jesus Christ is very prominent. Paul knew from his own experience that the key to their future growth would be their focus on Christ. Have you heard that, people? The key to our future growth is if we would put our focus on Christ. In, you know, in Christ we can do it. And in chapter 2, he writes, As you have received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk. In other words, continue to walk in him. Yes, praise him. In Christ, we are children of God. In Christ, we are one body. And in Christ, we have victory. In Christ, we are one with the Father. And in Christ, we have freedom. Delivered from darkness and brought into his light. With all that in our favour, we can face any challenge and overcome any difficulty. It doesn't matter what it is, including all that we're facing today. In Christ, we can bear with each other and forgive one another. And we can let the peace of Christ rule in our heart. And we can be thankful. And we can let the world of Christ dwell in us richly as we teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in our hearts. And whatever we do, whether in word or deed, we can do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And that took us into Colossians 3, verses 13 through 17. Mm -hmm. It's been abbreviated to, to bring that message on how you can use the word of God to just to simplify what we're talking about today. That's all we have done is use the word of God. Let's mm -hmm. encourage, as we say with Paul, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, mm -hmm. Uh, we, we were talking earlier on about all, all the, the different things, Florence, that has been happening, uh, even for us as Christians, household things that go wrong, family things mm. that go wrong, shopping things that go wrong. I've got to wait until Tuesday of next week before I get my order from the supermarket and we're out of food now. When they're telling you to stay home and stay in, it's not going to work for us. We need it today. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Go. We we live in interesting times, is all we can say, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and like we have all constantly uh, alluded to, we have often said. You know, we are closer to Christ is coming back than we have been in the years gone by. And when you look around and hear you waiting for your shopping, lockdown here, lockdown there, uh, people dying in thousands and infections going up and up and all the and all the news that we keep on hearing 
it's not showing very, very, it's not sounding very good, is it? And that's why I like us coming back to the verse that you just started, which is Colossians 1. Uh, let me just define it because we're talking about Colossians 1 10. and verse 10. And I'm going to read it again because I think sometimes when I read something, I don't know about the listeners out there, but uh, when I hear something, I need to go and read it, look yeah. at it and read it. And when I have read it, then it just emphasizes that word in my heart and in my, and in my, and in my mind and in my spirit as well. And I think that as, as believers, Living now, we need to focus a bit more on how we can take in the word of God for the days ahead. That's right. Um, and we do need, we, we really do need that because these days are not good. Yeah. Now it says, we pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness. In, uh, I like this. Is, we are reading from the the Passion translation, you know, which means that there are some things that appear righteous, but they are not actually truly righteous. You know, so as you were reading, that is what hit me. I remember thinking, oh, that's interesting. For Paul to talk about true righteousness, is there a false righteousness? There must be. So which means then we need to be walking in those ways of true righteousness, especially in this day and age. And then he says, pleasing God in every good thing you do. You know, over the past few days, um, I have found myself asking, how do I please God in the way I relate? to my sister, my brother, to the way I think about things, the way I live about my life, my priorities, how do I please God in all those things? You know, because that's what Paul is saying. He's saying pleasing God in every in everything you do. Yeah. Whether I eat, am I pleasing God by the way I'm eating? When I get dressed, am I pleasing God by the way I get dressed? When I buy things that I'm buying, accumulate wealth, the job that I do, the way I spend money, am I pleasing God? Oh, am I pleasing myself? Oh, am I pleasing Reverend Iris today? And I think that's a very genuine question. Yeah. Who are you pleasing? Who is on the throne of your life? Who is the master? Because if it's not Jesus you are pleasing, whoever you live to please is the one who is in control of your life. That's right. If you're living to constantly please your husband and constantly living to please your wife and to please your children and your neighbor, that means you're not pleasing God. And yet when we live to please God, then naturally all these other people 
by grace, we will learn how to live in harmony and we'll learn how to please them. Why? Because we are in obedience to God. Yeah. So that, that verse you bring forth is really, has struck me. It really has struck me. And then he says, when we please God in everything that we do, then we will become fruitful. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we yeah. become fruitful when we please God. In which I like because then it means then we are linking into John 15, verse 5. Which means if you which says, I am the true vine, and you are the branches. That's if right. you remain in me and I remain in you ask whatever you uh, know if you will bear much fruit if we remain in him and he remains in us we will bear much fruit and that means we'll be able then to link into what paul is saying in in colossians 1 verse 10 he says then you will become fruit bearing branches yielding to his life and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in his fullness. I think, and that's uh, what we need. I think you, know, you, you just really touched on something really very deep there, Lawrence. Mm. Just reading back on that verse then. Yeah. Paul has already said he hasn't been to that country. But yeah, these are the things. He's just going on what he has heard. Yeah. Now, saying to people you go by what you see in others well you see things don't you by by hearing as well yeah yeah just going back to then to verse nine in in the first mm. chapter of since we first heard there are other people with him not just him since we first heard about you we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of god's pleasure over your lives making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. And then he goes on to say, we pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing that you do. So it, it's also what people will see in Christians, and they don't know they're Christians, but they can look at a person and say, well, that person's really, they wouldn't even think of the word wisdom, would they? Maybe. Mm. They would mm. just want to be around that person and would ask questions and, and eventually come to know that they're a Christian. They say, well, can I pray for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, peaceful. Well, actually, I'm a Christian and I, I know where you're coming from, but there's a better way. And it sort of opens up all those doors. Yes. And I think yeah. when they call this Colossians Heaven's, this letter Heaven's Hope, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, don't let me interrupt you there, but I I just think every, for every believer of the good news bears fruit, you know, an eternal of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. Mm. And I think that's what we're trying to show you today is the reality of God's grace, which we don't seem a lot of people don't seem to be following in this, yeah. this particular day and age. And it's mm. so necessary to, to, to pick up 
people out there. It's so necessary to pick up on your one and only hope, and that is Jesus. And, uh, and I think this, the, the letters of Paul to the various churches, they really do put things in the right perspective, don't they, Florence? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, I want to pick on the the only hope. Mm. You know that word useful that uh, we need to be uh, looking at Christ, who is our only hope. And how true is that, especially in this age? You know, the economy doesn't look like we can hope in it. If we hoped in it, it's on its knees now. So we know that you can put your hope in that. The shops, they're all closed, apart from the supermarkets. You know, everything that was concrete, everything that we knew beyond anything else is no longer the way it was, especially here in the UK where we live, things are not that way anymore. So where do we place our hope? Where do we place our hope? We place our hope in Christ. And we Christians are the only people that have a hope in Christ. And I think it's our responsibility to share that hope, just like you said, you know, and how do you do that? Just being open, talking to people. Can I pray for you? And then who knows how you might connect and actually give each other hope because these are the days when we need to hope. These are the days when we need to be intentionally hopeful because we have an eternal hope which is not based on what we can say. That is the challenge these days. So how do we convey and share the hope that we have in what we cannot see now, but what we know is definitely there? Yeah. There's one verse here, which again is, is right on the first page of Colossians, because it says, but the revelation of the true gospel is as real today as the day you first heard of our glorious hope, now that you have believed in the truth of the gospel. <laughs> it's amazing Amen. when you start talking about the things of God, how it's already oh, all come up. Yeah, it just comes up. It just comes up and out at the right time. Yeah. And that's why we need to know the word of God and we need to dwell in the word of God. In a, you know, the, 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 the Passion Translation says, this is the wonderful message that is being spread everywhere, powerfully changing hearts throughout the earth, just like it has changed you, whoever is a Christian, whoever has known Christ as their personal life, just as that message changed you, it is still changing people. Amen. So we, we need to keep on sharing the good message. It's still as powerful as it was the day it hit me, hit you, mm. as it is today. So let's keep sharing the wonderful message. Let's keep sharing sharing the gospel of Christ is still very powerful. I mean, th these days also are a wake-up call to the church. 
but they're also mm -hmm. a wake-up call to every believer as well as every non-believer because yeah. when, you, when you again when you're looking at this this all you know the beginning of colossians again i mean you know what stands out florence it's tell me that, that paul is saying we have heard about these things in you but we have heard your devoted lives of faith they got they heard that so your neighbors are watching you they know that you know, probably know if you've been there long enough that you're a christian anyway they know you go to church on sunday so you mm. don't know who is watching you you really yeah. don't so yeah. you know if they've heard of their of the Colossians' devoted lives of faith in christ jesus mm -hmm. and tender love you can't hear about well you can hear about tender love but it's expressive isn't it it's seen and it's felt um, um, the tender love toward all his holy believers. Your faith and love rise within you as an, as, uh, an access, how as you access all the treasures of your inheritance stored up in the heavenly realm. So that's definitely speaking to Christians. And I wonder, Florence, how many Christians are on the floor at the moment and mm. they, they just need to restore hope or have hope restored for them. Absolutely. They carry that other people need to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we have never needed each other more than we need each other now. We need each other. We need to continue encouraging one another. We need to continue walking with each other. We need to continue pointing each other to Christ, our eternal hope. We cannot allow what is going on right now to rob us of our hope. The Lord is coming and he's coming soon. Let's stay hopeful. What I have found helps me is to actually sit down and deliberately begin to look at what good thing can I count on today? Yeah. yeah. And because otherwise, when I look outside, it really does look, uh, it doesn't look hopeful. Yeah. But when I sit and look at myself and I think, hang on, there are some good things going on. A good example is the radio. Uh, here I am having this fellowship with you. Yes, it's on Zoom, but I can hear you. You can hear me. You can encourage me. I can encourage you. That's a good thing. Right. We could be in a place where we didn't even have this technology, but we do. Yeah. So we need to keep holding each other up. Yes, we cannot go to church and sing and meet and hug each other. That is fine. We know that. But what else can you see that is good? We have, phone, we have phones these days. I can pick up the phone and I can call a believer, another believer, encourage them. Or they can call me. Yeah, that's true. Me and encourage me. They can do WhatsApp. They can do messages. We are, there is a lot to be thankful for. You know, I had breakfast before I came on the radio. Um, and I know I'm generalizing. There are other people that might not have 
had breakfast, but we are talking about the things that are happening in your life, however big, however small, find them, compile a list and begin to thank God. Thank God that you are awake. Thank God that you don't have to pray to pay for your breath. Thank God that you can talk. Thank God that you can hear. There is so much we can th thank God for. And if we are intentionally grateful, then we will begin to nourish our hope and yeah. remain in hope. That's right. That's right. Yeah, really, we've all been made, all Christians have been made holy through Christ. And all people can be made holy through Christ. It doesn't matter what you've done wrong or or even wrong thinking. But, you know, I, I believe there's a lot of Christians at the moment are having a real struggle. And I just want to just, just, just throw this Colossians again, because even though you will, this is what the book says, this is how it translates in the passion. Even though mm. you were once distant from him, and this is a time where people are distant from God because God yeah. doesn't feel very close right now. He doesn't feel very close. Our yeah. hope is in him and our faith is in him. And we can come aside and find him, but he doesn't feel for the majority to be very close. No. So, Living, it's more like we're once, let me go over that again, we're once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions. He connected you back to himself. You can be reconnected back to God and through Jesus. He released his supernatural peace to you. And this is what is being lost. Through the sacrifice of his own body, as he begin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. Amen. And now there is nothing. If you just take that, that, what I've just said, there is nothing between you and Father God that he sees you as holy and flawless and restored. If indeed you continue to advance in faith, assured of a firm foundation to grow upon, then never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you have believed in. And this is the glorious news that we're preaching all over the world, even at this moment. And, and I think that sort of says it all, doesn't it? It does. It does. Could you just remind the, the listeners where we are reading from? Because that's really interesting. It's just the sort of passage that if I was listening, I'd probably be going to read again just before I go to bed tonight. But this is the message for the world today. And I didn't know that when we started this morning that we were carrying this message. Mm. Just the way the Holy Spirit works. It, again, it's in, it's in that first first chapter of Colossians and it is verse 21 down to down to 23 I'm reading it from the passion because yes. it really takes it apart and puts it back together again really beautifully um, yeah a wonderful message that is being spread everywhere um, amen powerfully changing hearts throughout the earth 
just like it's you and I. So every believer of this good news bears the fruit of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. And that is where we're going to have to leave this session. But we're going to come back and we're going to bring you more of what the Holy Spirit is going to give to us. Mm. And, um, Florence, I know that you will come back. Yes, of course. <laughs> I love being here. So see you next time. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now and God bless you. Bye, everybody.